Welcome to Ministry in Motion, a program where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Today's topic is especially dear to my heart, houses of prayer everywhere, and our guests Don and Ruthie Jacobson. Don and Ruthie, so good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I am so passionate about this topic, I and I know it's been part of your DNA for a long time. Where did you develop such a passion for prayer ministry? Ruthie? Well, it goes back a long ways for me. I came from a home where I had two parents who taught me that prayer is central. Prayer is vital. Prayer is everything. That's awesome. And they prayed for me. I'm one of 10 children, and all 10 are in the church. Amazing. Because of their prayers. So you grew up just, sat, uh, could I call it a prayer-saturated home? Yes. That's we awesome. Had, we had family worship. You know, our parents just took that very seriously. That's beautiful. What about you, Don? Did you grow up in a prayer-saturated home? Interesting. It's the other end of the story, uh, the other end of the spectrum. Uh, my father was an alcoholic, mm. and my mother was, I guess, a Christian, but it never, never kind of took at our house. So it was later. But, but Derek, you ask where, where did the idea or where did the inspiration come from? We got a lot of this from you. That's right. Because, <laughs> That's right. Because um, as we visited the churches, especially one I'm thinking of that you pastored, that had really become central. And, you know, Jesus said, I want my house to be a house of prayer. He didn't call it a house of preaching or a house of music, as important as those things are. But he does call it a house of prayer for all people. Now, we're not just wanting, because the title of this uh, program is Houses of Prayer Everywhere. So your goal is not just to say there's a wonderful house of prayer in Orlando or in London. You've got a vision for houses of prayer everywhere. Derek, let me tell you what happened. Back uh, early fall, maybe late summer of 2015, I was on one of the prayer calls. Nearly, oh, there, I would like to say every conference, but maybe that's not true. Uh, so many conferences and so many churches now have telephone prayer calls. Once a week, sometimes it's every day. Uh, and I was on one of those. The conference president was on that morning, and he said, he was praying, and he said, Oh, God, make every church in our conference a house of prayer. Amen. And it was just like the Lord said to me, Don't ignore that. Mm. Don't ignore that. Mm. That is too huge. That's too big. So and I, it sounds biblical. Of course. Absolutely. Because, Jesus said it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> His words. And so I, I could not get that off my mind. And every time, and I talked to Don about it afterward, and Don said, this is something that the Lord is in. He's leading us. Let's pray about that as an initiative for North America. And I talked to Dan Jackson, and he said, oh, please. And so we developed um, the initiative from that. But it came from a conference president who was just crying out to God like Elijah. I remember when we were in the middle of a prayer revival in Orlando, and I said, what would happen if every church in every community, Amen. people said, that's a house of prayer for all people. What if every home 
where people follow Jesus, like the home where you grew up. If you need someone to pray for you, you can go to that home. You know where to go. It's a house of prayer for old people. Yeah, you know, you go by and you see a a shop that says Greg's House of Guitars, and you know that that's (laughs) their specialty. You can also buy banjos there and guitar strings and other, but they they focus on guitars. You see Hilda's House of, of Shoes. Well, you know you can buy slippers there and shoe polish, but they're central. The central issue is shoes. And Jesus said, I want my church to be a house of prayer, which means it does other things, but that's central. That's the focus. And the reason is so conspicuous. We're in a spiritual battle. This is not who can uh, advertise the most cleverly, who can schedule the best meetings, but we've got to tap into the supernatural that God makes available to his church to get the job done that he's given us. And that's prayer. That's how that happens. So why do you think so few people come? If God intends the every community of faith to be a house of prayer for all people why do you think so few people come to pray you mean on prayer meeting night sure oh man whatever whenever you call it that's a big one well for (laughs) wednesday night or tuesday night or whatever is the designated night for prayer uh it's changing it's changing but for too long the pastor has said we're going to go through a book or uh we're going to have a sermon or something and, and that fills the need for a few people, but most people, when they come to church, whether it's Wednesday night or Sabbath morning, want hope. They want to touch, they want to get in touch with God. And I heard one pastor say, unless I have put, my, put someone's hand in the hand of Christ, I've failed. Mm. I've failed, whether it's Wednesday night or Sabbath morning. But Derek, that's such a crucial question. Um, you know, we're in a different church about every week, and and sometimes the the midweek service is robust, and other times um, there are just a few. And so often the sequence or the, the the program goes: they'll gather, they'll sing songs that they've known forever and don't sing well, and um, don't <laughs> don't pay any attention to the words a lot of times. And the words are so important. Yeah, and and then they'll have um, let's have. Um, a prayer list. Let's let's. Uh, what, what are your prayer requests? And, and that go, can go on for half an oh, hour. That, by the way, it is. Oh, you, fact, you end up you end up talking longer about the the problems than you do about praying that God mm. will answer them. Mm. And it's uh, somebody will say, well, you know, the Lord uh, blessed me. I think it was in 1937. And and so um, it it. It's not real. It's not life changing. Uh, it's it's too predictable, and not enough supernatural. But Derek, I think the whole answer is something that you did at Forest Lake on Wednesday night. People come because they want to be in touch with heaven. And after the break, I want to talk about really what God wants to happen in a house of prayer everywhere. I think most people don't go because they went one time. That's and it right. Was boring. That's and right. They didn't see God show up in life-changing ways. That's right. But houses of prayer everywhere are indeed places where God is actively involved. After the break, we'll talk about what that looks like, how it will change your life as a pastor or a lay leader, how it will transform your church and your Amen. community. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion right after the break.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, houses of prayer everywhere. How a house of prayer can transform your church community and transform the city in which you live. Our guests, Don and Ruthie Jacobson. Don and Ruthie, before the break, we talked about the fact that People don't come to or have stopped going to a prayer meeting because it was boring or or it wasn't really a prayer meeting. It was a lot of talking with a little prayer. Uh, You talked about supernatural, wanting to see God there in supernatural Mm -hmm. ways, Ruthie. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about what that looks like. Well, it's being real. It's allowing people who come to be real and to give them give their needs to the Lord and then to be surrounded with warmth and fellowship and people who love them and accept them and love the Lord. And, and expect that God can do something. Amen. Expect. Don, you've got a story. Yeah, just, just a short story. By the way, we have a friend who says, until you know you're in a war, you don't know what prayer is for. Mm, so this I, is I really like a battle so between absolutely, good and evil. Absolutely. And when people come for prayer meeting, they are, they are coming with needs because they're in a war. If they believe that God's welcome there and will yeah. show up and yeah. it's not just yes. talking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Your story. Yeah. yeah. A, a lady that we know well was a hairstylist. And one day a um, lady and her daughter, teenage daughter, came in to have their hair styled. And um, the mother was first. And then the teenage girl uh, climbed in the chair. And the, the stylist said, um, well, tell me you're in school. Yeah. What, what subjects do you like best? And what don't you like? And do you have any boyfriends? And, you know, just kind of let girl talk. And then the stylist said to her, what, what do you do after school? What are you doing other than school? And she said, well, I'm excited because today is Wednesday. And on Wednesday night, they have prayer meeting in our church. Teenager. Well, yeah, teenager. prayer meeting and teenager are sometimes, <laughs> are seldom used in the same sentence in some places. But the stylist picked up on that and she said, well, t- tell me about that. What, why? Why do you like prayer meeting on Wednesday night? She said, I'll tell you why. She said, the people who come there tell about what Jesus has done in their life mm. since the last Wednesday. All right. It's, it's, it's real. It's recent. It's, it's current. real. Current. It's something that's happened that, that she said, I'm learning to trust God because I'm watching the other people. I mean, she's not talking about how cute the, the youth pastor is or how many kids from her youth group are there. She was talking about seeing God at work yep. in the lives of her members. Yep. And that's why she couldn't wait teenager to get to prayer meeting on Wednesday night. You know, it alerts us to watch to see what God is doing and then to share it because what we share will grow. Yeah. It, it blesses your own heart and it blesses people who hear it. So if someone wanted to start a house of prayer, if we want houses of prayer everywhere, maybe they could start in their home or in their local church. Uh, how, how would you suggest they, they go about it? Should they go somewhere where a house of prayer is vibrant and active and learn? Or how do, Sometimes if, people don't know what to do. That would help if they can, if they can go somewhere and actually experience it. Because what you experience, you can replicate. Mm. But if you just hear somebody talk about it, you know, it's not quite the same, except that if you understand it and you pray about it, God will lead. So maybe there isn't anywhere close by. What are some essential components or ingredients that, that, that need to happen in a house of prayer? We know prayer needs to happen, yeah. but there's all kinds of prayers, yeah. right, Don? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not just about asking God for stuff. Mm. It's not about, a, you know, prayer is not a drive-through where we just... 
uh, shopping list? Yeah, a shopping list. We drop our, our lists on God's desk and say, would you please take care? I mean, God can operate his universe very well without my help. So we, we start out with praising him. It's interesting, Derek, in going through the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is halfway through before he even gets to the subject of asking about our daily bread. And before he gets there, he's praising God. Hallowed be your name. Yeah, he's talking about kingdom issues. And it's only halfway through the prayer that he finally comes up with, oh, and include it, you know, take care of our needs as well. So prayer, praise has got to be such a huge part. It changes the dynamic of our relationship with God if we focus on all of the reasons that we, re- that we worship Him. Doesn't the scripture say, enter into His gates with enter thanksgiving into, and courts with, with praise? praise? Start there. Well, and you know, good music. Not, not old songs that they are not... You don't uh, like old songs? Well, I love old hymns. They're powerful. But if you are aware of the words... Yep and you let the Holy Spirit minister through those words, it's life-changing. But Derek, what you did at Forest Lake, you used music, you used testimonies. But it's all praise, prayer, lifting the hearts and praise yeah. to God. And scripture. Sure. Uh, it was never a sermon. No. But you had maybe a few minutes of a scripture and uh, enlarging on that. But most of the prank. time... Most of the time was spent in short prayers mm-hmm. that were relevant, that were appropriate to the people who were there. You didn't spend time getting prayer requests. Right. And that can be a waste of time. It they can, can text a- that in or they can email it sure. in. We can get a list. Sure. You know, I want to come back to something you said, Don. I grew up in Bristol, England. George Mueller, the ah, great man ah, of yeah. prayer, was there. Yes. He was asked one time, how long do you praise God in your prayers? You know what he said? He said, I praise him until my heart is glad. That's right. Yes. And I think we, we, we miss if we don't yeah. make praising I, God a key part of our houses of prayer. Yeah, I want to come he back said, to till the music. I get happy in the Lord. Amen. Yeah. 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 Amen. I want to come back to the music thing. Um, CBS did a study years ago. Um, how many times do you sing a song before it no longer registers when it moves your needle when you sing it? Mm. They said 250 times. Is that right? Yeah, after, unless something happens to reset the clock. After you have sung a song 250 times, it has no more meaning. So I love to stop people in the middle of a song, like uh, we were singing the other day, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, Let Angels Prostrate Mm. Fall. Think about it. You can get through that, and it hardly registers, but have them stop and think about the picture that that paints. Let let angels prostrate fall. Yeah, and paint that picture. Bring forth the royal diadem. And crown him him, Lord Lord of all. all. Beautiful. After you've thought that through again, after it re-registers on your spiritual scale and then you sing it it's life-changing or or the song great is thy faithfulness pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide but this is not a house of singing it's a no, house no. of prayer that's right so we've got to choose our songs carefully and yes, limit the time that's the point and after the break i want to talk about types of prayer because uh, there is appropriate time for petitions, right? Absolutely. But there's also intercession and, yeah. and uh, confession. Uh, we want to learn together about houses of prayer everywhere. It's changed my life. I can see it's changed Don and Ruthie. It's changing people around the world. We want to learn how we can replicate that experience everywhere. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion after the break.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, houses of prayer everywhere. I'm excited because I believe that's exactly what Jesus wants. Our guests, Don and Ruthie Jacobson. Don and Ruthie, we've talked about praising God, not just uh, coming with a depressed shopping list attitude. We've talked about expecting supernatural things to happen. But uh, maybe some people are like the disciples, say, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Um, tell us from your broad experience in prayer ministry, uh, what types of prayers might be included in a house of prayer everywhere? Well, Derek, that question encourages me because prayer is something that can be learned. It's not something we do naturally, but there, is, there are so many examples in Scripture of how to pray. We, we mentioned a little bit ago about uh, not this prayer list. It's just uh, We don't want to just drop our, our checklist on his desk and say, go do this for me today. But there are so many different ways to, so many different ways we can approach God. And certainly requests are part of those. Sure. Intercession. I mean. That's um, praying for other people. Praying for others. Sure. Right. Yeah. Job prayed for his children. I mean, it's it's full. Scripture is full of those kinds of stories. Yeah. So. I like. Go ahead. Am I interrupting you? Yes, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I like uh, what it's called a concert of prayer. I like to see people kneeling down or staying seated, it doesn't matter, uh, and opening their Bibles Mm. in prayer because that is such a powerful way to pray, praying God's Word. And then sometimes somebody in the prayer will start a little hymn or a little song like, Oh, come let us adore Him. Now, that's not like singing because you're praying Mm-hmm. You're talking to the Opening Lord. Opening your heart to God as to a right. friend. That's right. So you're singing your prayer. Great is thy faithfulness is a prayer. You know, and I found the more I read the scripture, the more the scriptures come into my prayers. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because our yeah. words are not that profound, really. And George Mueller used to say, and he read his Bible through over a hundred times, but he said, I read, and most of the time he prayed on it, he read the scripture on his knees. Mm. And he said, God will stop me, and I, I will get a rebuke or an encouragement mm-hmm. or a praise or something that is just lifting. That's fellowship with God. Got yeah. a question for you. Ephesians 6 says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. So we may be doing, as you said, intercession for others or petitions or maybe a confession or a prayer for healing. Uh, but what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? Because we've all heard prayers that seem just like a recital, but they're, they're, they're lifeless. What, what, what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? Well, a lot of us have to relearn how to pray. Um, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the... Rote, memorized prayer. Yeah, I went through that the other day, and every fourth word is I, me, or my. Mm. And it, we, we've got to move away from that and see prayer in a bigger context than just my needs. And, and um, I like the the uh, scripture that talks about um, bringing our our needs, our concerns, our praise, our thanksgiving to God. And as we spend that time in his presence, before we even start with the intercession or the request, when we come to praise him, that that puts us in touch with the Holy Spirit. And he's the one who teaches us how to pray. Uh, That's yeah. what praying in the Spirit means. Isn't there a text in, we, in Romans eight twenty six that right. we don't know how to pray that's as right. we ought? The Spirit right. will help Except us. Except the Spirit helps us. So can I, is it appropriate to say, Holy Spirit, help me 
to know yeah. how to pray. Yeah. And if we don't get it right, he gets it straightened out anyway. And the promise is so beautiful. Again, I have to go back to George Mueller and Hudson Taylor. And they talked about mighty prevailing prayer mm -hmm. in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And they always linked that with the word. Absolutely. With scripture. Sure. Sure. His word is a lamp and a light to our feet. So someone's watching. We've just got a couple of minutes left. And they say, you know, I'm impressed that we need a house of prayer everywhere. And that includes my community. Um, how would you encourage them to start? Uh, do, they, do they just start today, tomorrow? How long do they have to wait before they can open this house of prayer? Ruthie? They, they can start any time. But uh, start with prayer meeting. Look at how it is... Uh, composed how do you go through prayer meeting make it relevant make it time for testimonies and and the right kind of singing the right kind of prayer silent prayer intercession all kinds of prayer start sabbath morning before sabbath school with a little group that will come together and pray for that day's activities do prayer walking on the grounds and in the sanctuary in the and Sabbath school rooms, in the Baptist church. Sure. And I just want to share, you know, the amazing prayer revival we witnessed at Forest Lake. For one year, my wife and I prayed with a little group of four or six people. So it may not happen right away. Right. No, no, no. But it's still a house of prayer. But it'll yeah. grow. It'll grow. Yeah, it's a hard habit to break, but God wants to do that. And Derek, we're, we're in a different church about every week, and we're seeing that everywhere. We get there at 9 o'clock, and they're, they're already there, groups scattered around the Beautiful. sanctuary or inside rooms, praying for the service that day, for Sabbath school class, for the pastor and the music, and everything that will happen that day. So that your vision then is prayer-saturated families. That's sure. back to your experience growing sure. up, Ruthie. Right. Prayer-saturated churches. Amen. Right? Right. Amen. And, Absolutely. And, and, and that's going to come from an intentional commitment yeah. to, to let your and church, part of church be a house of prayer. And the as the Holy Spirit leads, there will be times of anointing because people want to be anointed for service. I remember a, a lady from Canada who wanted to be anointed, and she said, I just want my church to change. I want mm. it to be a house of prayer. Mm. And when she went back, she had, was so shy, but when she went back, she stood up in church and she said, we all need to have prayer partners. We all need to be really praying for each other. And so there's the a community. boldness that she had. That's right. And the Lord changed that church because she was asking him. He's faithful. And when the Holy Spirit... Uh, empowers us like that miracles are going to happen amen through him That's amen right. and, and then for the word him. gets around the word gets around somebody says you know we were at prayer meeting last week and man we were so blessed can you go with us this this wednesday night they want to share what they've learned that's right and non-christians yeah non-christians want that because yeah. there's a hunger in everybody's heart Donna for God. Ruthie, thanks for joining us for ministry of motion we'll have to do another program because okay. we want to experience all that God desires. I want to thank you for joining us for Ministry of Motion today. Don't you long? You could start a house of prayer in your home. You could invite people from your community. You could say, Holy Spirit, guide me so that we can praise you and we can pray your word and we can expect supernatural intervention because we call in the name of Jesus. That's God's desire for you in your community, that we could have houses of prayer everywhere. May the Holy Spirit bless you as you take what you've learned today, implement it in your life, your family, your community for the honor of Jesus' name.